0: Hello everyone. welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. I was going to make a Super Bowl joke because that's happening today that we're recording on Sunday. Well,
1: that is today. Is that today?
0: We're a uh, big game. For everyone not in I... America, this is practically well. The funny thing is, I feel like in years past, it feels like it's been uh, like practically a national holiday. But I feel like since COVID, nobody cares—at least not in my world. I but... mean, I
2: would say as well that like there's now a fairly big fandom outside of America as well. Like it's the cool and hip thing to get into. So, in conclusion,
0: you know, I'm looking forward to the result of the World Series tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's, like, the least cool and hip thing uh, in America at this point, but, I don't know, part of me also just... is is American I fo- used to go to Super Bowl parties, I mean... What, is
2: what is I American done? football, like, just a sport for, like, cranky old white dudes at this point? It kind of seems like it. Uh,
1: I mean, no, in fact, I would actually argue that, like, maybe it's just my own anecdotal evidence... I feel like football has actually become the de facto sport for like sports nerds specifically. Like it is the sport of choice for people who like to crunch stats and look at numbers.
2: How I dare you, how, sir! Baseball I, I, will I,
0: always be the game I, of nerds. I yeah, I mean? and I, yeah, for my for, in my world, it's definitely basketball. But maybe it's uh, I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh,
2: this has been I, your legally obliged sports minute.
0: I, 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 I didn't have any I didn't have any way to tie that back into anime, so um I, I, I guess I guess if y'all y'all
1: Ice Shield Twenty One heads over here, I mean Ice Shield Twenty, you <laughs> want to talk about Ice Shield? I can talk about Ice Shield Twenty One. We you want you want to do it? We can we can just no. drop everything. I don't know I don't,
3: to, I don't I don't actually know much about Ice Shield 20.
1: Well, well, welcome welcome to Glorious Shield Twenty One the the prime the prime the primo Ice Shield Twenty One recap podcast. Podcast yes, starting now.
2: <laughs> Whatever, man. Screw i shield 21. It's all about love touch, baby. Uh um, anyway.
0: Cool. I I I guess if we wanted to uh tie in uh hot news in the nerd world, I would just say uh if you find yourself wanting to consume some kind of media involving a certain wizard academy, uh maybe check out Little Witch Academia instead of buying some video games or something. I'm just okay. gonna throw that out there. Or uh, uh,
3: the uh, somewhat old life sim game Academagia.
0: I don't even know what that is. Yeah,
1: yeah, it sounds like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was pulling up some deep cuts for you. Yes.
1: All right. Well, now that bit died like a lead balloon. Uh, Shall we? (laughs) Anyway, shall we get on with the intros?
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's 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 talk about anime. Uh, So. We are still watching things, somehow. Uh, somehow! But, uh, and I, I'm kind of enjoying some of them, but, you know, we'll get into the details.
2: A full floated we'll uh... endorsement. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I think at this point, we're, how many episodes of the Glorio chat are we into this season? Like, People, I think, understand that this is not our favorite anime season, but there are things we're watching, so... Uh, let's just introduce everybody before we get too deep into things here. Uh, I'm Jell. I am joined by Iro. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Still with us. Uh, we're joined by G.
1: I don't got time to be here, guys. I'm busy trying to S-rank every stage in Hi-Fi Rush, and uh, that's basically all I'm doing these days.
0: I, uh, I have that downloaded, and I have not had time to play it yet, but I, I will get to that eventually. It's it's, it's a good
1: one. It is a good one of those, and uh, we don't need to uh, linger on it too long. So I'll just say that.
0: Yeah, and uh, we're joined by Zig again. Like a, a bad row.
2: penny, I keep coming back and back.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into. Um, we're we're kind of settled into what we're watching here, so let's let's get into our list. Uh, we'll start with uh, Vinland saga which we added last last episode. Season yeah. two has been going. yeah uh, what are you guys how are you guys feeling with these latest episodes?
1: Well, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Ero. I mean, be moving as the, on. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just look. I I recognize that when it comes to Vidland Saga, I tend to to dominate the discussion because you know it is a manga I'm a very big fan of. But you mm-hmm. know, Ero, as the anime watcher, you know, if you want to start with any of your thoughts on it,
3: um, a lot of my thoughts are tempered by watching it with you, who you <laughs> keep saying like, "Wow, the manga didn't do it this way," uh, <laughs> right? But um. I've been enjoying it a lot uh, because I feel like they don't really make shows with this type of tone anymore. Where it's did they ever?
0: What, what, I mean, how in a broader,
3: a broader sort of sane sense. maybe they still do. But like, it's a ser- it's a self serious show, but it's not above like levity. Shitty, yeah, levity or just like sure, dumb jokes. Uh or silly faces, or whatnot, um, but on the whole, it it is not, it is, it is taking itself seriously, it is treating subject matter seriously, and it's interesting, I don't know, it's, uh... Yeah,
1: I, I think that's, that's, that, that, that is a good way to kind of approach it, right, is that I think... Like, you know, as much as, like, you know, we talk about, like, the, you know, (laughs) the umbrella that is the iconic violent 90s seinen and such, like, there there is something to be said about this type of work and its ability to take itself and its subject matter seriously and sincerely, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, Ventland Saga, you know, is a story about violence, it is a story about slavery, it is a story about, you know... The ways in which a society forms its identity around these indelible aspects of of the world they live in, and it it, it tends to you know again, I'm not going to say that oh like you know Vinland Saga nails it every time, but it's you know it it approaches its subject matter uh, in good faith, I guess is is the way I put it, right? Yeah, and I feel like that really comes to a head in uh, these two episodes, which almost feel like they are sort of. Um, Intentionally in conversation with each other. Right. So the first of the two, uh, it's basically Einar and Thorfinn have sort of ended up in a Viking hazing ritual, which is kind of the <laughs> the shortest way to put it. Um, right. The son of the owner of the farm, who also owns them, is you know human slaves, by the way. Uh, but yes, the son of of the farm owner is sort of a you know. You know, uh, 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 you know, uh, lazy fail-son with, you know, delusions of grandeur, right? Yeah. Like, he, you cool? he looks... <laughs> well, right, you, you, you probably haven't had thoughts that, man, you know, you know what I really need to do? I just need to kill someone. That'll affirm my masculinity. Well, you know, only in my sound <laughs> moments.
3: <laughs> and, anyway you know in this sort of society he sees no joy in being a farmer and wants to right. go be a warrior right he's got he, a sword he's a glory hound yeah yes and you know in a drunken stupor whines and cries to the mercenaries that have been hired as you know guards for the farm and they're just and they're just like well if you really want to be a man you should have to kill somebody with your own hands then you'll feel better about yourself. And you've got these slaves right over here that you're perfectly allowed to kill. Yes, because who they're your better to,
1: yes, to test your blade on than your lawful property? Right. And so, right, Einar and Thorfinn basically dragged into like what is quickly shaping up to be... I mean, I called it a hazing, but this is like... They're rapidly slashing. In- they're cutting him up, Right. Yes, yes. So you know, one of the mercenaries is having his fun. You know, leaving surface level cuts on Thorfinn, and you know, Thor- Thorfinn is dead inside, right? You know, he has lost his will to live, his meaning in life, and so he's kind of just standing there taking it, right? Um, and you know, he kind of he kind of drops a line that kind of becomes the arc words of this episode, which is nothing good has ever happened to me.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. Uh. Long story short, he gets rescued by uh, a mercenary, <laughs> a mercenary named Snake, <laughs> uh, who uh, is sort of the leader of the the hired guns at this farm, and uh, you know, attacks Thorfinn with, as we all love in anime, killing intent, and uh, this 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 uh, brings out Thorfinn's latent Viking martial arts from season <laughs> one, that sort of proves that deep down somewhere in him. Uh, is still that will to keep living, to keep fighting in spite of how cruel this world is. And this episode is like really impressively directed. It's kind of the main thing I would say about right. it. Right. Like there's a very heavy emphasis on like very distinct close-ups on characters' hands and mouths in this episode. You know, like they constantly show like how cracked and dry the lips of like the people in this world are, how scarred and like rough their hands are. And it it really does a really magnificent job of communicating the tone and sort of thematic intent and sort of the emotional in the, the intern the, the internalness of these characters and what they are thinking and how they feel about this world they live in. And it kind of all culminates in like You know, because Thorfinn shows he knows how to fight, Einar finally drops the question, like, I knew you were a Dane, I didn't know you were a Viking, and I specifically didn't know you were a Viking who pillaged the English countryside, which is uh, where Einar is from, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Einar shoots the classic, like, so, uh, how many people have you killed, and, you know, this is a real like for me. It was Tuesday. Or how many breads have you eaten in your life? Mm-hmm. Moment, Any right? numbers so high cannot be counted. Exactly, and um, this all sort of culminates in a moment where Einar considers murdering Thorfinn in his sleep, right? Just like strangling him dead, and as he is. You know, honestly, in the process of contemplating and then, you know, has his hands around Thorfinn's neck. Thorfinn has... uh, This whole time, Thorfinn has been having, like, PTSD-based, like, nightmares whenever he sleeps. Whenever he sleeps, he cannot help but see the faces of the people he has killed. He cannot help but relive every violent moment he has experienced, and, like he is slowly but surely beginning to internalize just, like, the nature of, like, how monstrous of a lifestyle he has lived up till now and beginning to reckon with it and handling it poorly. And it is in this sort of moment where, you know, Einar sees Thorfinn, like, tossing and turning in his sleep, crying in anguish that he relents and, you know, wakes up Thorfinn from his nightmare. And, you know, they don't really have, like, a heart-to-heart, necessarily. This is not like a, you know, Kaine, we're friends now moment. (laughs) But it is more, like, in a world that is, like, so inherently cruel and violent and callous that even something, a gesture as simple as this is, like, more compassion than Thorfinn has seen in, like, many years. And I don't know. It's 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 very well done. I I I really like the ways in which they are portraying these sort of like budding friendship, or at least for now, you know, relationship between the two.
3: So what about the next episode?
1: Yeah, and then the next episode episode we cut back (laughs) to you got covered. Yeah, well, the next episode, we cut back to what Canute has been up to. Uh, formerly Prince Canute, now King Canute of the Danes. And uh, this is sort of meant to be an intentional parallel to Thorfinn, where after the event of Season 1, Thorfinn is now a traumatized, broken man. Uh, uh, conversely, Canute has fully embraced the burden of kingship. You know, he was once a soft, effeminate prince you know, afraid of the bloodshed and the conflict that comes with, uh, being, you know, an heir to the throne. And it's been about three to five years, you know, since season one. And we see that he has become a very hardened individual. Uh, he has not completely lost his compassion. You know, he, you know, they make it a very, you know, they, 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 make it a point to show that even though it is, uh, politically unpopular, Canute has, uh, his own men who are seen pillaging and raping the defeated enemy, he has them uh, very visibly and publicly executed. So, you know, he's not gone fully down the path of, like, bloodthirsty king, but he is hes certainly on that slippery slope now. We get, like, a bunch of foreboding shots of waves whenever he's about... (laughs) <laughs> kind of, honestly, like they, maybe not waves, maybe more like flames. But uh, you know, yes, certainly a, a lot of a, a lot of imagery, sort of leading to Canute embracing. That's a history and joke for you, buffs out there. <laughs> uh, well, let's we, we I, I, who knows who knows you know. Honestly, we can't spoil what happens to Canute yet in this uh, in this manga. <laughs> but, I need to look
3: at um, Wikipedia.
1: Yes, I yes. Mean. Don't don't. <laughs> Don't look at the don't look at the fan wiki, aka Wikipedia. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah. So like you know, the thing with Canute is that we sort of see with him like how large the scope of his ambition has grown. Like he is not simply content with taking the throne. He is not simply content with the holdings that his father uh, uh, um, fought for he looks at all of england and he says to himself this is rightfully mine like i will i will i will tolerate no pretenders i will tolerate no claimants to the throne like the entirety of this landmass belongs solely to king canute and i will do what is whatever is necessary to ensure that becomes a reality and you know, it, it's sort of it's probably meant to be a bit of a a bittersweet reversal of of Thorfinn's situation, where Thorfinn is become is is by by the events of the story is being forced to become more compassionate and self aware of the things he has done. Meanwhile, Knut, who was you know a really sensitive guy, he was very <laughs> sensitive in season one. He he was a he was a soft boy. You know, has. You know, become much more pragmatic in the time since, and that's kind of where we leave off. You know, currently in in the story, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's as Arrow said, like it's it's fun to have a story like this. That is, you know, again, I wouldn't necessarily say realistic. I mean, it's like
0: grounded. It's it's taking say. itself seriously, right? Like it's and, yes. and, and 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 doing it in a way that they're like actually pulling it off. Mm-hmm. right like where you you're buying into what they're trying to accomplish right which yeah. right so you see time and again it's hard to do uh <laughs> you know uh,
3: I, and nobody's I, I, as much as i love a, a good battle show or nobody's like doing throwing shockwaves or anything like it's it feels very grounded in time and place
1: uh, unless your name is Thorkell the Tall. <laughs>
3: you're allowed one a giant Viking warrior, right? Yes. Like <laughs> and everyone because, is like, get a load of this fucking freak over here, right? Yes. But, but yes, uh, no,
1: I totally get what you're saying, Hero. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, and then I love again, that the I... contrast continues because the next episode preview shows that the title of the next episode is We Need a Horse. Mm-hmm
2: nobody can guess what happens in that episode
1: (laughs) we go from King Canute looking at all of England and saying all of this lies in the palm of my hand to Uh what's Thorfinn and Einar's next big conflict we need a horse we can't move all these
3: (laughs) what what, did I say (laughs) the the head that wears the crown can't be heavier than this fucking log yes (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, but, real yeah, high stakes. Uh, <laughs> high stakes problems. Yeah, no, that sounds good. And again, I'm glad there's at least something that is legitimately good on this list. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we looked to... up
3: the uh, episode director. I think of that one episode that was really well directed, and they have they're like weird long career doing like in the like photography positions for oh, various shows
0: right situations yeah, yeah. Like and, then like, the right. and
3: then like one other episode direct director credit in the previous season which was also an extremely well directed episode
1: yeah it's it's like maybe one of the weirdest like ann like profiles i've ever seen in my life where it's like the dude has worked on like what feels like 300 goddamn shows but in the most like Vague roles. Vaguely described yes, perfunctory roles. And it's like Yeah. You know, it's like VFX graphic design. And it's like, what does that even mean? You know, text layout. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean someone's
2: gotta do it. That might suggest to me somebody who is perhaps guiding things from behind the scenes more than the <laughs> credits might admit, if that makes right, sense. Right, but it's just so Maybe. weird because
1: he's such a good episode director, and then we yeah. look and we can't find any other directing credits, and it's like... I think he
3: directed some show, old show called Just Because or something. I think that I might remember, worked, that, I re- I remember that. I remember
0: Just Because, yeah. That,
3: that I think he worked on.
0: Which was also well directed. Anyway, I, don't, know, I, don't, I don't remember I, I, anything about it.
1: So. I'm over here being like, somebody needs to interview
0: this dude and just like Instead ask of, him, right. like,
1: what do you actually this... do?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of times you end up wearing a lot, a lot of hats that don't get, you know, that's not in your job title. Uh-huh. Right. As yeah, yeah, that's usually the case. Uh-huh. All right. Well, <laughs> that sounds cool. We'll, we'll touch back in next time on that one yeah. and, uh, for more just Viking
3: farming and and whatnot, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Let's, uh, move along to my comfy lesbian isekai power hour here. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about, uh, before I don't want to get hurt. So I'll max out my defense season two, which we also added last episode, uh, Some solid episodes. This in this block, they fought their their most challenging boss yet, where they actually had problems dealing with it. Wow! uh, Which is probably a first for this show. They they bring in this like Dark Souls ass giant sad knight guy with a big sword. Okay. And uh, he does the he he does a bunch of things targeted at beating the main girl because the devs are. Fed up with her nonsense, Whoa. and uh, pallet
3: balance patches he, for one person. <laughs>
0: he put he put he, uh, he 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 puts her to sleep, which I'm mm. surprised I haven't tried yet. Right, right. And you know this is very effective at taking her out of the battle because uh, it's normally if you get hit by an attack, you wake up from sleep condition. But because she can't take any damage from her high defense, she can't wake up. Of course. <laughs> so she's just like completely out of the fight, and then. Uh, so how do they wake her up well eventually well she's with her her pro gamer girlfriend who's good enough to practically solo the boss herself but uh so he has to wake her up but uh they pull out the uh the plane damage or the the piercing damage oh, yeah it ignores yeah. defense mm-hmm. and Flat, uh, she flaw almost damage she almost dies mm-hmm. uh for the, like the first time ever so um again, I mentioned this last time. I forget that this show is like kind of nonstop action; like it's just constant fighting all the time. I mean, that's and what
3: most video games are.
0: Yeah, so you know it's fun in that sense, and and the the, the quality of that is kind of hit or miss. Like this is a Silverlink show, not known ah. for their animation quality over <laughs> the years. Right. They have some fights where they step it up, and others. Not so much, which is, I mean, I feel like even the best studio, if like 75% of every episode is a fight scene, like you're going to have <laughs> hit or miss quality. Very
1: few studios they're can run out that of steam. Up consistently. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, you know, they're doing their best and it's, it's fun. But, uh, the, the second episode made me raise an eyebrow. Cause like, oh, all, all the episode titles are always like max defense and something, so like this one was uh, max defense right, and, sure. ten- and uh, max defense and tentacles. And I'm like, mm. ah. I'm always, I'm always wary when tentacles come into play in an anime title, but uh, they yeah. kind of fake you out with that because okay. the, nothing uh,
3: too nefarious.
0: No. So the, there's the ongoing joke with the main girl, how all of her attacks are like horrible uh,
3: right, like they're like all like evil themed.
0: Yes, because it's all and poison
3: and stuff, right?
0: Yeah, so she fights like a giant squid or something, and she gets like a evil tentacle arm. <laughs> and so, like, and it's a, it's the joke is like she she's like such like a happy cheerful person, mm-hmm. and like so she'll be like doing these horrible like atrocities. Actually, she literally has an ability I think called Atrocity. Uh, <laughs> right where she, tur- where she turns into a horrible demon monster but um uh, and, so but- it's
2: accurate to online gaming in general yes then.
0: but but she keeps the same like happy cheery personality while she's using these horrible attacks right. So she just like walks into the the guild hall the, the like guild house just like as if nothing is wrong and everyone's like looking at her weird and she like one of her arms is just like black tentacles now and they're, they're like
3: always all the time.
0: I I, I I don't think all the time, but for the purpose of this scene, she just has them on and is like, right, right. trick out my, yeah. my new.
3: Yeah, no, she's movie. not. Even,
0: she's not saying anything. She's just like, yeah, I've just, just got a tentacle arm. I don't see what the problem is. And everyone's like, kind of freaked out. And then her friend is like, oh, hey, nice tentacles, and just like walks by, and it's pretty funny. Um, got it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, this show keeps doing its thing. Uh, these nothing super special about these two particular episodes, but. You know, I continue to like the more easygoing atmosphere and the use of uh, actually using the the gaming, the game setting to, you know, set up the jokes and and stuff. So with with a purpose. (laughs) Yes. It's not just
2: it's kind of nice as well when it actually is a game and not just a bunch of game terminology appropriated to a normal setting or something. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Yes. That it, they're actually using the premise as part of the plot and the story and wow. everything, and not just there how for uncommon the sake of, in anime. <laughs> not just there for the sake of we need an excuse <laughs> to put people into a fantasy setting, right? So uh-huh. I'm still enjoying it. On the other hand, <laughs> oh, we have. The magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady.
3: Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I've hit the Some halfway. More. We've hit the halfway mark on this. fit episode six. I might be done. I, I might finally be done. Um. Has there been a turn? Nothing dramatic has happened. I've just kind of realized.
3: <clears throat> no, but I'm just. <throat> What you don't Go you don't like the the you know you don't like uh you know all your favorite East characters? Oh, are Eero, a good time to
1: Stop!
0: Care. We all
1: <laughs> we know <laughs> that you are the player hater here about this show. You know yeah. it's
0: it's not it's not even that so much. Right, I'm kidding. Uh, it it's just I'm kind of bored, and the the, the thing is like I've I've talked about last time how. This show has, rather than going do- into like the normal, I feel like more ensemble cast type show, it's been very focused on the main two girls, and right, it's been Is taking it the their eponymous. Yes, the I mean that's princesses. that's
3: not
2: necessarily a bad choice. Yeah. if you could justify that more in-depth look at certain characters,
0: and and that's that's where it's kind of getting me where. I, they're, they kind of wrote a check that they can't cash here with that because <laughs> they, they do don't you know, have they don't have the the quality of writing and character development needed to carry a show where you're entirely focused on these two main characters like they're pretty boring like they're fine like i don't hate <clears throat> them you know they're you know they're likable i guess but like there's not like Anything particularly special you about? Say they
3: lack like they lack specificity.
0: Yeah, kind of. Or, and, are, they and... per, are
3: they perhaps easily summed up with the phrases reincarnated princess and no no young woman?
0: It's not it's not that bad, but like <laughs> it's more so like okay, so in the in these episodes, I, I mentioned last time they were on their way to fight a dragon, right? Yes. So. They go fight the dragon, of course, and it's this big, dramatic episode. Uh-huh. Um, again, the show takes itself more seriously than I expected. Like, like they actually, this is like, like supposed to be like a serious dramatic fight. Like, is, it's not. Is like, that a good thing or like a less good thing? Though? It should be a good thing, <laughs> and I, I think it is. But again, it, they they don't like quite back it up enough. So like. The reason why the main girl, the the princess, wants to fight this dragon is because... The magic stones or whatever, I assume. Yeah, the dragon has this, you know, this magicite thing, which is like a magic crystal. Uh And uh she, she wants magic powers and doesn't have them. And she has come up with this crazy plan to, like, implant this magicite into herself so that she can have magic powers. Cool. And... She is willing to do anything risking her life and the lives of other people to get to make this happen. And they they want you to feel like this is a good thing. And I just I just don't buy into it. Like she's like super (laughs) passionate and intense about I will get magic you know i'm gonna i need to have magic powers to feel like myself or something i don't know and like,
2: getting like magic it, it, powers by implanting stones in yourself when you don't have hmm. magic powers sounds to me like a bad guy origin story yeah i was honestly. gonna say
1: like in certain stories this is a super villain origin. yeah
0: exactly and and but they're not and i, I mean they kind of play it up as like is she going too far at one point she starts doing some kind of super drugs to uh oh, yeah? make her move faster, uh, so she can <laughs> okay. fight the dragon.
1: Well, as we and, all know, yeah. winners do drugs. And, so. and
0: and and the other girl's like, well, what are you doing? she's like, Oh, these are legal, yeah, I swear. And and starts uh-huh. taking some kind of uh, magic uh amphetamines or something. But um Yeah, but but it's it's painted as you know, you should be admiring her her passion
3: and her and
0: her her drive to ganbare her way to what she wants and i'm like i'm not really buying it and if this is if this is like the heart of your show like Mm -hmm, and i'm not bought into it then you're kind of wasting you know you've you've asked me to raise the bar on this type of my expectations for this type of show by introducing you know, plot and characters and things that are that you're actually taking seriously, which is I think is good. But once now that you've raised that bar, my standards are now higher. <laughs> yeah, you now, you,
1: you I mean, now have a higher expectation of
2: the yes. story. Does does she need these powers for anything? No. Like, okay, so <laughs> it, it's not she, actually like where's the motivation other than now?
1: Now, now hold on, hold on. We, let, let's not condemn this person that far, okay? I mean, because sometimes like, what, if, getting <laughs> cool powers. Is worth the reward
0: itself. No, but she's it's, not it's like. I mean, where everyone
3: can use magic and she's the one who can't <laughs> use magic. Well, not magic every tools, right?
0: Not everyone can use magic. The uh, just it's the most nobles. I'm sorry, all the the nobles, and she is technically she's a princess. She's a noble, but she can't use magic. So but, she's
1: supposed to.
0: Yeah, but she doesn't like. Like she could sit it on her ass and do nothing. She's a rich, rich princess. Like she doesn't uh-huh. need. Yeah,
1: like
2: I, I, still think the issue of motivation is somewhat questionable. Yeah, there, here. yeah.
0: Like there's no motivation other than they told you that's what she wants to do, right? And it's right. it doesn't it's it doesn't all. They haven't right. done the work to make me care about this. Right. You know, entire so, like, you, you can you can put the...
3: some work in. On, like it's possible to sell it as like. This is an irrational like want and need, and she's still doing it, even like acknowledging that. Right, but I assume that I they mean... don't, right?
1: Go ahead.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I was what gonna you... say like, I almost think it would be funnier if like, I mean, okay, so this princess, I'm going to assume she acts <clears throat> princessly,
0: princess. No, I assume she does. No, she doesn't at all.
1: Okay. All yeah. right, because I was going to say, then you could have the funny-ass contrast of, like, having her behave in the way of common ki- archetype, characters who fall into the archetype mm-hmm. of power for the pursuit of power, right? Like, you have this, like, cutesy anime princess behaving like Akuma like or, like, Virgil <laughs> or something, you know, from, like, DMC or some shit, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, blind pursuit of power for the sake of it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, if, but... if you look at the title, it's actually, like, the princess and the genius young lady are, uh, like, they're actually kind of swapped around, where, like, the princess mm, is the okay. genius young lady, and the genius young lady is the one that acts like a princess. But the, yeah, it just doesn't, I, I can't buy into the whole, like, Driving force of the show, I guess. Like, and it, without that, it's like I'm just not into it. And then, and yeah. then in like the next episode, they keep dragging up the the inciting incident, which is her her. So this whole thing started as the a refresher. The whole
3: thing, with
0: right. with yeah. So so the the princess's brother was supposed to marry the 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 genius young lady in the title, and uh, you know, he ends up um. Calling off the. They they were betrothed. It was an arranged marriage. And he ends up calling it off because he's in love with another woman. And there's this whole. There's this whole incident where everyone embarrassed her by saying that, you know, things that were either not true or taken out of context. And, you know, that's how she ended up living Uh with uh the, the main girl. And they keep dragging that up and, like, trying to over explain it. So, like, in the latest episode, they're like, oh, well, actually. The other woman that the prince was in love with has magic powers that she wasn't aware of, and it was subconsciously influencing everybody. I'm like, I don't,
2: I don't care. <laughs> I'm already zoning out just hearing
0: it's you explain. Like, this. We don't need to overexplain this. It happened. The, the 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 girls are now together and they're in love, and let's just move on with that. We don't need to keep dragging up what happened on the in episode one. It, it did its job, and and that's what I was like at the point. You know, it's like I'm not. I got. The, I gave them a shot. They tried. <laughs> I I applaud their efforts to have a little more ambition than your average one of these shows. But it's just not right. coming together for me. So I I don't know. Uh, part of me is also like I've watched six episodes now. I feel like I'm kind of committed. But
1: yeah, that's tough. I, I mean, that's the trap. Know-
0: Oh, you have yeah. to break free of that mindset. I know. Talking to you guys, you've watched probably far worse. We watched *Kamen Rider*,
3: where you know, <laughs> so... yeah, we've watched. Oh, Con I Rider, think.
1: Je- yeah. oh, I was. I think Jell is implying us no, watching Kyokai Senki. Kyo Senki and *Gundam Build Divers* sure. to completion. <laughs> I guess.
0: Yeah, so you know, whatever. I like
1: both know.
2: seasons of *Gundam Build Divers* are not a lot as long as one Toku show. So, <laughs>
0: all right, fair enough. Yeah, so. We'll see. I. I mean, maybe I should just drop that and get back to my Thunderbolt Fantasy backlog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that's fiction. <laughs> yeah, that that's some real, true, true arcs. Uh, <laughs> all right,
2: true art like hawking your own nendoid in the show. Hell <laughs> oh,
0: yeah! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't see the problem. I don't with see that. the problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Let's. <laughs> Let's move on. Speaking of true art, to- Tomo-chan is a girl. Gee, you're still watching? Is Tomo-chan still a girl? We
1: did this bit last week, but yes, she yes. is still a girl. Um, Moving on. <laughs> no, well,
0: what, it's, what, what it's, did we what did we get this uh, this block of episodes?
1: It's kind of funny, Gel, that you brought up that like uh, that. God, what's the fucking abbreviation for the pri- the prior show?
3: Magic Magi Revo. Revo. yeah, what, was it? something like that. It's one that, of them. Ten Ten, I think, was another one.
0: That Magi was Revo. Gone, whatever. That show. Yeah. All right. Ten Ten is so, like
2: a cute sidekick in like a magical girl show.
1: I mean, that's like isn't that the name of a Naruto character? Yes, it is. Yeah. All
2: right.
1: Anyway, that show. It's kind of funny that you mentioned for that show, it made a choice to like focus more it on the main characters, right? The main duo because i think that like in a lot of ways what keeps tomo tomo chan like tolerable is that it has a an ensemble cast to fall back on yeah. that are not all winners but like don't completely suck i guess <laughs> right i mean gundo's great but like the rest are the rest of the ensemble cast are a bit of a mixed bag but um and so as a result even when the tomo june relationship is kind of on the back burner there're still something for this show to do um yeah. i guess you know it, because right this is an adaptation of a four coma there's no point in doing like a play-by-play of each bit so I'd, I'd say that like i guess the two sort of interesting bits we get in this set of episodes is like um i i guess in the first of the two uh uh, uh june got the latest uh version of what is it winning 11 or something and really wants to play it. <laughs> is, that he, what, is that
3: like Inazuma 11? Yeah, I, yeah. That's a,
0: it's, like a horse, it's a horse racing thing, isn't it?
1: Wait, what? No. It's oh, no. Soccer. Winning 11 is soccer,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, soccer. Right. I, I, <laughs> yes, yes. I was thinking of something yeah. else. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I was
1: thinking
0: and, or, Winning yeah, 11
2: it's, is what used to be known as pro evolution soccer in the West.
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. I, 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 and, well, it all came is, back to me, yes. He is a big fan of soccer video games and he wants to invite. Tomo over for just a good old-fashioned sleepover. Guys and I, we're just going to play video games all Guys night. As they play video
0: games, yeah.
1: Like we used to, right? Except Tomo was like, "Oh no, now I'm I'm being invited over to a boys' house, you know?" And uh I don't know. Like I guess they try to they they I guess they 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 play up the like contrast of like June is just like, "Come on, bro, like pick your team." Like, you know, you didn't you always used to pick that club or something. Whereas, I guess Tomo's overthinking the whole thing, you know, like, just so oh, coincidentally. No, I mean, with a,
0: this is what a boy's room looks like. Uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. all yeah. that. Shit.
1: And it's like, I guess they kind of play up the, like, she shouldn't really feel embarrassed at all because she has been to this dude's room since they were, like, both five years old. But it's like, oh, no, now we're, like... Now we're older, and it's weird or something. And then, I guess the thing that makes it work is that they eventually, like, once she gets over it, they just slide back into their old routine of just being friends who like to play video games and hang out, and it's like, see, even though, like, we've changed, or even though we're getting, you know, even as we get older, like, we can still be friends, we can still, you know, yeah. do the same old things, right? Um, though, and I guess, like, at this point, it's, like, not even, like, subtext anymore that June is completely head over heels for Tomo and it, he is just adopting his own like defensive mechanism
0: like okay yeah that that, that helps when yeah. it's like that's not a mystery right
1: right like I, I was getting kind of annoyed at first I was like is he just like comically dense or something and it's like no he's just a teenage boy who's like
0: Oh, how do I like, deal with these feelings? So yeah.
1: comically dense. Things. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, because they kind of get into this with like the next episode, which is funnily enough, we were talking about how like Tomo Chan is fun or it works because it embraces that Tomo's appeal is that she is like, you know, a tomboy because this episode we do get the makeover uh, uh, <laughs> oh. uh, episode. Wherever uh, two friends, Gundo and Carol, decide to uh, woo to conventional
2: give... femininity, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, right. Decide to dress Tomo up in like a sundress and make her wear a wig and give her a manicure and a, a makeover, right? And um, and then tell her to like go get them ice cream from the convenience store, where of course June is there.
3: Wow, but
1: June doesn't recognize her because she looks so different. Oh God, and. They sort of just hang out for the rest of the day, and Jude never once questions why this random woman, <laughs> who kind of sounds like her childhood friend, is, wants uh, to just hang out.
0: Works. And I'm assuming she does not understand what's happening. She thinks that he recognizes her or no so she
1: knows in fact she is trying her best to not get recognized because now she's too oh they're going that angle with it
0: okay yeah okay
1: because it's like oh shit like i i've played the role now like now if i reveal i'm actually tomo this becomes really fucking weird uh and yeah i guess it's like i guess they kind of you know through this in- incredibly contrived like <laughs> sequence we get the explanation from June that the real reason he's like doing the whole like you know you're my bro bro thing with Tomo is like because that is how their relationship was as kids and like yeah he is genuinely struggling with trying to figure out how to move past that right because he does have romantic feelings for Tomo but like he also likes that Tomo is his bro and he doesn't want yeah you know he doesn't want that to end either he likes hanging out and playing winning 11 you know with her and
0: you know hey it's uh I, you know when you're a teenager that's a scary uh it's a scary prospect of uh, how yeah you, right
1: it's like do how i do you, you uh, know...
0: convert that uh, situation without <laughs> uh things... ruining everything
2: yeah there is something relatable there like i'm just not sure that they can I yeah, mean you <laughs> know, like, it is
1: this show, right? Yeah, so lot, like, they're
0: not gonna go anywhere with that, yeah. You know, yeah, it's operating pretty
1: surface level, but I, I can at least appreciate that. It's like, okay, so it's very obvious that the two have feelings for each other, but now we're at the stage of like, okay, well thanks for establishing that. Like when are they gonna like okay, when are they gonna kiss, basically, right? Like like Tomo knows that June Wants to move the relationship forward, but doesn't know how. And Tomo wants to be in a relationship with June, but doesn't know how either. It's like, congrats! You're both at the starting line now. Let's...
0: <laughs> okay, well, that's... Uh-huh. Perhaps you know, that is progress in itself.
1: Let's let's move it forward, shall we? When's the big confession? I don't know. And then they have a dodgeball episode, or they have a dodgeball like scene, and it's like not nearly as fun? good uh, as the Spy Family one. Which like? Well, I mean, to be fair, what is? It's a know, right? yeah. yeah, they do kind of do the same joke though of like Tomo is the last one standing on her team, and they're going up against like the strongest dude, like from the judo club. So and yeah, she like charges like, up a super, super dodgeball throw. And then I don't know—is this a rule in dodge? Have you guys ever heard of a rule like this in dodgeball? So she like charges up her super throw, right? But then she throws mm-hmm. it in between her opponent's legs and then it bounces to her teammate who was sent out already on the sidelines. Yeah. And, and they then can he throw th- in. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah, uh, I've never I've never heard that. That's how yeah. that's
3: how it did dodgeball at my school is when you're out you go to the slash sides of uh, the enemy's whoa. court and you can pass it back. You, you like okay. you can you can take the ball and throw it in uh, as a sort of balancing situation, and also if somebody on our team catches it straight without it bouncing, then somebody can go back in court.
1: So funny well, enough, I, they did not do that. See, I'm familiar uh, with that. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, no, I I, I, always so I, okay. I always
0: did the uh, when you catch it, the person who threw it was out, but. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've also that, heard of that. I don't career. know. Okay, Maybe I, every that, uh, every uh every uh every elementary school every, is different. Yes.
0: Yeah, every school gym has their own rules, I guess. I, right, know, I have never heard of the sideline. Monopoly. Rule, That's, you yeah, you ever
1: played
3: Super Dodgeball Advance? That's got the sideline too. Uh,
1: I I guess it does, huh? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Look, all right. I just Alright, no
1: like, <laughs> right, fine. I was just like I thought I, I was like, Tomo, is that cheating? Like, is that legal? Can you actually <laughs> do that? But you know I guess so. Wow, we've all learned a valuable lesson today, folks. I guess yeah. we have. Especially well, me because
2: dodgeball isn't really a game in UK schools. So,
0: yeah. I don't think I don't I don't think we've played it past like elementary school or something, but yeah. I think
1: we played it like middle school and like
0: maybe middle school, yeah. yeah I feel I like know. in like,
1: middle school it becomes how
2: hard can you hurt well, someone yes, by yes, throwing yes. at yeah. them.
1: Well yes, by middle school it's not necess- necessarily about getting someone out. It is about, yeah. you know, yes, inflicting damage, yes. you know, like super uh, like supercultural events. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I sometimes would just th- deliberately throw at somebody who was already out because I wanted to hit them specifically, and they had already been eliminated. You're you a know?
2: monster, Jay. It's, well, it's like
1: it's like it's like it's like shown in tournament rules. I like how dare you lose before facing me in the bracket? Yeah, <laughs> you see, but like,
2: why didn't you do what we did, which was simply like punch that dude in the face and then have a fight?
1: Well, that could happen later too, but you know, it's not in gym that class. That can happen yeah, off the a... record.
0: Yes. Yeah. Alright, we need to stop talking about dodgeball and uh along, <laughs> Well guess. that's but, it for uh, Tomo shit, I guess. Yeah. Shout out to my my personal favorite Tomboy makeover episode in Bimbo because I have to bring that up periodically. Uh what with, happened there? Uh the my my favorite uh karate girl, Ronro Rindo, Rindo. Uh she mm-hmm. she they give her a makeover and like she she likes it, but she's like yeah, it's cool. I might do that sometimes, but I'm going back to my delinquent clothes. And she also has to fight her father at some does point. Ever, does she ever do it again? No, I, I don't think so. Oh, maybe in the manga she does. I don't think she does in the anime. Okay, but it's just Something like okay, this is from time to time. Yeah, it's just like this is an option sometimes. If I want to dress up, I will dress up. And but most of the time, I enjoy being dressed as a delinquent and punching people in the face. Cool. Uh, yeah, love that show. Anyway, anyway, let's move along to uh the fire hunter.
3: Yeah. Which, this is uh, Iro,
0: you've been keeping up with that. Yeah,
3: dude, I've been watching this uh show is, looks rough, man. Yeah,
2: I, I would say that the things we said last time have like are still true and have sort of been amplified. That is to say mm-hmm. it's still interesting and it looks worse than ever. Oh, no. yeah.
3: Ooh. Which is really a pity because I'm very interested in like what's happening. Just I'm like, I'm interested in what's happening and then I'll watch it and go. It's that same crappy CGI shot establishing <laughs> shot of the house yeah. that they've used yeah. five times. Oh, this looks so this is barely animated. Yeah, there's, a, there's
2: a particular <clears throat> shot in the latest episode where a character has to like walk down a slope, like it's not where they're crawling over that log. Yeah, or he whatever. steps over a root and has to walk down a log, and it is just awful. Like the in, there are so few frames, and each one of them is like fucking, you know, like Maguka quality, except <laughs> it's right <laughs> in the middle of the frame and like directly in front of you, and uh, it's, that's rough. Yeah
3: but uh it's, yeah but the plot i'm i'm enjoying it's, it's like you know the our concurrent plot lines are there's this girl who you know is trying to take a fire hunter's remains back to the capital on this caravan through the woods uh and then there is the son of that fire hunter in the capital whose mother has just died from the factory factory vapors uh And so he's been taken in by some sort of rich mogul type who, uh, is like, well, you, your father was, uh, collecting sky fire, which is better than regular fiend fire from the sky beasts. And, uh, I want you to figure out what he was wanting to do with that and also maybe join my insurrection against (laughs) the, uh, the divine clans who rule us all right yeah it's it's one of the more interesting things
2: which they haven't given us a huge amount of detail on is that Mm -hmm. society seems to be ruled by like directly ruled by gods or at least people who are seen as gods yeah and the ins like the insurrection is kind of like there's not an official rebellion or anything but like a lot of the people who are involved with a potential insurrection speak about the spiders who are supposedly were a clan part of like the ruling clan of gods who sort of went rogue and now nobody like they're invoked like a boogeyman or something like that, you know, like the Chinese are in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but it it's like, they've been very deliberately vague about like what, this kind of class and social system what form exactly it takes and and it's one of the more compelling mysteries <clears throat> right. that's out there
3: there there's some implication that the head of the <clears throat> the chief divine clan can somehow control fire which would of course make them like incredibly powerful and incredibly dangerous in this society <clears throat> um hmm. and uh, also that they can sick they can control like Guard, guardian deities <laughs> around and like which are just dragons and monsters to, and they can just sure. control them or something like
2: yeah it it's it's interesting because again the the setting is deliberately vague on how much you know how much of this supposed power and how much you know how much many of the seemingly magical things about this world are really magical. How much of it is just superstition and you know word of mouth, yeah, and how like, much of yeah. it is like a deliberate smokescreen. And <clears throat> so, like clearly, because part of the thing that happens in these past two episodes is the convoy is attacked by a dragon. You know, a a fight a huge kind of traditional Chinese style dragon, and and it's. But at the same time, you still kind of feel that there's there's more to this than just straight up magic, so to speak. And yeah. <clears throat> right. kind of the the interplay there is is quite cleverly done.
0: Yeah. And that is so, interesting. I mean, there does appear to be some like actual supernatural right. thing, yeah. the element to it, but we don't know at what level. Yeah. Right.
2: Supernatural stuff is definitely happening, but we're not sure. How much and how much of it is just? Oh, people think supernatural stuff is happening, but it's kind of a facade, of that. Yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Like we have not seen anybody from like these ruling clans or or from the spiders so far. They've only been talked about in kind of the very distant third person. Really. Yeah,
3: and like we meet the tree people who are just like they look like tree people. Their skin is wood. They live in the forests. It's this weird tribe of people. But some just of them look
2: up. some of them look more human than others, and so like there's sort of an implication that maybe they were human once, and that hasn't been explained because it's kind of on a cliffhanger, but um, Yeah.
3: And they also dropped the title because the in the the English title of the show is just the fire hunter, but then the Japanese title is Hikari no o' so like the king of king of light. Hmm. Uh and so they talk about some of the backstory of the world and you know the goddess who gave mankind the means to fight the fire beasts and claim their fire and also that there's a comet slash satellite in in space uh that, you know comes by every hundred thousand years or something yeah. and uh Fire Hunter who can get that, get the fire from that, will become the, the king of Fire Hunters, right?
0: So, re- refresh my memory, is this supposed to be, like, distant, distant, post-apocalypse post Earth? Okay.
3: They, they do yeah. show a map, and it is recognizably Southeast Asia. Okay. Right. It's it's yeah, clearly the, the vague shape of Southeast Asia, but, like, f- flooded, right? Right, right yeah right.
2: i i mean i don't think that they're trying to pull a fast one with the location because no. everything we've seen indicates that yeah. yeah that this is huge like people are human and this is earth you know i think right, it's um just
0: distant future
2: right, right yeah like it is it is post post apocalypse basically right. but one thing i really wanted to mention actually is that they they do some interesting world building especially in the second of these two episodes where they talk about um they talk about there's there's a big festival going on down at the harbour, you know, and um, and the festival is because an exploration ship is setting out and it's kind of like meant to be a symbol of how, you know, people are getting out there and exploring again. You know, we're going to reconnect the world. Sam, you have to reconnect America and all that stuff. But (laughs) later on in the episode, someone admits that every time this happens, the ship just sails like down the coast to an Island where they know people are. They hang out for a bit, trade some worthless trinkets and come back. And so there's like this, this implication that like society is broken and that the people in charge have no interest in, um, in kind of, expanding the world you know that that the people in charge for whatever reason want want their world to be this very closed contained society and i thought that was like an interesting way to show a a civilization that is stagnant you know that is that is not pushing the boundaries
0: yeah yeah sounds like some just really just good world building, right? Oh, yeah. Was, that yeah, sounds
1: really interesting. It's too bad about the way you describe the <laughs> yeah, rest of the I show. Kind
3: of, it's like knowing that this is based on a novel. I kind of just want to read the book instead of yeah. watching this like I, mess, <laughs> right?
2: I, I will say that the dialogue occasionally becomes a little as you knowy, but in general, actually, they're very good at avoiding that. Um, for the, for the most part, I think given the amount of information that they are dumping almost constantly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you um, can you li- can live with a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, it's a talky show, and that's fine. But right. but yeah, like the production is just becoming rougher and rougher as they go, and it's 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 too bad. We always say, you know, like for better or worse, this is a visual medium, and you do have to bring it on that level. You know, on yeah. that front, on some level,
0: right? Like you
1: know, obviously, I think we'd all love if every show like looked amazing, but you know. I, I yeah. can I can enjoy a good story if the visuals are at least like right. Decent.
2: We we would we would settle for competent, but yeah. <laughs> but it's not that.
1: Yeah, that's 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 really unfortunate. That's a shame. but, but
2: I'm going to keep watching because, like, despite that, the stuff that they are dealing with is fascinating, you know. And I I think the question with shows like this is obviously, you know, they have a limited amount of runtime. We have no idea how the book ends. Are they going to stick the landing at all? But the questions raised are interesting enough that even if they only answer a few of them, I think this will be worthwhile.
1: Arrow, are the books translated? You mentioned that maybe you know. just be, yeah just be better off reading the the uh, novel, but uh, is that even an question. option for, for English <clears throat> speakers?
3: i, I um, you know let me do a quick Google, uh, like yeah, okay. This is I this mean, is a, a Western book called Fire Hunter.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, I was also gonna say <laughs> that
3: yeah, title that's might.
0: The, yeah, that might be a, a, hard to narrow down, but yeah. I, I don't I I mean I don't believe it. A, a, a surprising uh. number of these kinds of things do get translated, but I don't. Eventually, think it, I mean, it sounds like if I don't know how high in the priority this list this was, if they can't even get the the anime together here,
2: right? That's the thing, I, right? I mean, also like translating a novel is is on a it's, the it's, work is on a level yeah. beyond mm-hmm. anything that we are familiar yeah. with from like translating a show or even translating like a light novel or something like that. yet yeah, still um, not
3: quite on the level of translating a game. <laughs> I mean, in terms of... It's a whole whole different ballgame, yeah.
2: Yeah. Right, in terms of pure amount of work, sure. But, like, obviously there are different paradigms for that. Like, for example, From the New World, I believe that novel was never translated, uh, although I'd be happy to be corrected, obviously. But they did, you know, they subtitled the show, they translated the highly dubious manga, but um, I don't think the novel was ever translated.
0: All right, Mm. Well, that's kind of disappointing, I guess, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah.
1: Well, right. Jill, how about you tell us why, uh, why this show is still here?
0: Yeah, let's talk about Buddy Daddies. Um, <clears throat> these two past two episodes were just like a good encapsulation of the highs and lows of watching this show for me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um because I did not like episode five and episode six was by far their best episode so far.
1: Huh? Interesting.
0: Um, episode five. So we talked about last time where we left off. They had, uh, they had to, they, they didn't, they didn't have any work because of the incidents they had where they couldn't find somebody to take care of their little girl. And they finally got her into daycare and they're like, all right, we got her into a, we got her into a daycare we we got to get back to work cuz we're going broke so in episode 5 they 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 convinced their handler guy to give them another another hitman job and as soon as they're ready to start doing their you know you got to do your research for a couple days and everything right to you know prepare ahead of time and as soon as that happens i guess covid hits <laughs> so uh, they get a notice Damn. that the daycares they don't say covid oh, right. but they get a, they get a no- notice from the daycare that there's a virus oh, no. going around and they have to uh oh, take man. their kids home so they start playing into the like all of the pain that the parents parents of the past two years have been feeling of having to work from home while their kids at home right. which is great but they do that for like 2 minutes and but so I'm like okay that's pretty good but it it again jeopardizes their job and and they're trying to like take care of the kid during the day and then during the night that's when they're going to do like their stakeouts and like you know check it there's all their surveillance stuff and everything and so they're like exhausted cuz they're not getting any sleep and so they kind of play into that angle which is kind of fun but the it all kind of culminates into similar problem I was saying with the the magical revolution show where like I still don't get they're very, they're very passionate about being hitmen, <laughs> and I don't understand why. And it's not something that I can buy into. Like, so like the they kind of get at odds with their handler guy because now that they have to watch the girl again, he's like they're they're trying to hide it from him because like they don't want to jeopardize their job, but he knows. So like he's just kind of like, you guys sure there's no problems or whatever, and it it kind of culminates in this thing where he he figures it out and everything and he's like he gives this kind of in you know intimidating threatening speech of you know you know th- this is a he's like this is a a dangerous job you're going to put people that you love in jeopardy and it, you know she's a problem. He basically implies that he'll take the little girl out if it's going to be a problem and and they're like you know no we are going to do this we are determined to be hitmen or whatever and i'm like I don't understand why you guys are just like normal, nice guys. Like I don't, you could go get like a normal job or something. I don't, there's no like establishing why they're so passionate about being hitmen. And right. Only- like
1: it would, it would, it would at least help if they like establish that, like, oh, maybe this is all they know. This is the only skill set yeah. they
2: have. Yeah. And like, like and do and we like, have any normally, history for them in no, terms of that? They've, they've implied,
0: so they've implied some kind of tragic backstories including the the main the 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 dark hair guy like i guess it they from they there's some vague flashbacks they had that kind of imply i think his dad was a hitman and trained him to be a hitman or something okay and then so, they haven't really gotten into the other guy's backstory there's some vague flashbacks about his like family dying or something but sure, sure. so there's probably something and like normally if the show was going the angle that I think they probably should have gone, it wouldn't matter why they're hitmen; they would just kind of play off of that and it'd be funny. But they're now they are asking me to buy in as a Do big motivation for these, these characters. Like, yeah. yeah if, so if you're going to bring it up and make me think about it, then now I need to actually have a reason. And they're not, and like I don't understand, and it doesn't mesh with their personalities either. Like a, aside from the fact that they are just flat out murdering people, like they seem to be just like normal nice guys so like it doesn't this is add up right i was gonna Um, say this is
1: kind of funny because if you contrast this with you know the other uh, uh parents who kill people anime of last year like yours backstory for why she's an assassin is specifically because she has familial dependence right like, right like she specifically became an assassin because she became the sole uh a breadwinner for their family also As, she's really and, good at it well right? i mean but my, my yeah. point is like that's kind of all there is to it right like we don't right, need right. a deeper explanation we don't and they don't, need, they, like,
0: don't at, they don't engage with it to the point right. where you need to think about it like, like, i was gonna say it, like you're a being
1: good... an... oh go ahead
2: your being an assassin is like a funny joke that kind of makes less sense the more you think about it. And so they kind of avoid thinking about
1: it. Exactly, you know, it's, yeah. it's, like it's, it's not one
2: of the stronger parts of that
1: premise. And, it's not and really a question that needs answering.
0: Yeah. And here they're bringing it up as like kind of an important part of the, the plot. Right. And it's right, like, right. I, I, It's like, and you know, it's, it's funny. Cause like the actual job that they do, um, they don't it mostly happens off camera they don't even like <laughs> don't even show so they're it. not even like acknowledging that anymore like for the sake of like bringing in a cool action sequence or something it's just like
3: and then we went know. and killed somebody
0: yeah and then and, <laughs> you know they show them doing like their surveillance bits but they don't actually I, I don't even think they actually show when they they kill the guy or whatever they just do, do the job and it all and it all ends up Resolving where like the handler basically ends up babysitting the little girl for them, and he sure. he's real nice to her when she's in the thing, but also uh-huh. technically threatened to kill her. There's a lot of child endangerment going on, which comes I mean up that in the next comes episode in a territory. Um, I'll, I'll we'll we'll get to that in a minute, but um, yeah. So that so I'm like i, I just I, I would I find that all very frustrating. But then we got to episode six, and they finally pull it all together. In a way that works, where they're actually using the um the their job as part of like the the humor, and mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it's basically an episode of Spy Family, okay. but okay. in some ways, I kind of there's parts of it I kind of like better because it is more grounded in reality. Like Spy Family is very you know alternate world, uh you know. Yor and Lloyd might as well have superpowers, mm. <laughs> kind of, kind of thing. Where this is kind of more like somewhat grounded in reality. But basically, what happens <laughs> is daycare is back, daycare or school or whatever is back open, and the little girl going to go on a field trip, and uh, the the uh, the the blonde guy like makes her this nice lunch and everything, and then he forgets to put it in her backpack. Ah, and, so he's got to bring uh... her lunch. Yes, so he's he's got to bring her lunch, but they, they told the parents not to come on the trip, so he can't be seen. So they have to use their super surveillance uh-huh. yeah, skills yeah. that they've learned. Does from he being also hit get men.
1: a really well animated acrobatic sequence? <laughs>
0: uh, there, there's there's a little bit of that. Although they're not like ninjas, like they're still kind okay. of like within the realm of human possibility of what sure. they can do. Um and um, yeah. So they 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 have to like sneak around and uh. Try to get the lunch to her, but uh, they're so they're at like a a zoo, I think, or a park or something, okay. And um, there's this like comically bad criminal, like just like thug guy uh-huh, there, uh-huh. like some
3: is a looking goon, they,
0: yeah. They don't really explain what his deal is other than he seems to be on the run and he's very hungry. And uh, and he wants
3: the lunch he sees and, the lunch and, and
0: goes oh, that's for me well well, first he tries to steal some food from a food truck and the little girl sees him and he's just like no you have to pay for that like she has this uh-huh, strong uh-huh. sense of justice we establish uh, fucking cop
1: this kid's and, already and, and, yeah. and while, while,
0: he, while he's doing that he he! It's a it's enough time where the the guy from the truck comes back and the guy just books it out of there. And so later on, but
2: man, the, that's the little, a good idea. They should do it in a video game or something like the, that. The little
0: the little girl gets like lost with her friends <clears throat> later, and they're eating their lunch. And and yes, this criminal dude comes back. <laughs> and yeah. He pulls a gun on them to take. Well, their lives. all right, yeah. that's maybe a bit much. But... I'm gonna I'm gonna put this
3: screenshot yeah, oh yeah. in the no, chat I here. Little... <laughs> right. know, like some comedy. <laughs> like yes, perfect. This is they perfect. go in like oh, this yes. is perfect, yeah. Yes,
0: they go in real hard on this.
2: I mean, this is the kind of level of absurdity yeah. I want from something right. like this. Right, and, yeah, exactly.
0: and and so you know the, the the our boys they don't want they still don't want to expose themselves. So they they steal some. Uh, like mascot costumes. So like one of yep, them's a yep. bunny and the other one's an alpaca. No Michio and they,
3: is here to save the day. <laughs> and they show
0: up they show up and just they show up and just kick this guy's ass in the uh the suit sure. the, the mascot costumes. And you know the they they try they, tra- they the, the the little girl doesn't find out who they are. They're like and they just like, you know, be good kids and they'll, you know leave or whatever. And um it's all it's all very good. And again all of the, like the the family bits, the dad bits, are great. They've been handling them really well. Um, the kids are depicted a lot more realistically as you know, bratty little children than you typically see in anime. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and like it, fe- this feels like it was written by parents. <laughs> this entire, like, even going back to last episode with the like being stuck at home during COVID, right? Thing, right? Like, this show feels like it was written by people who have kids. I mean, Which that's is,
1: good to hear because, like, I remember an, an early criticism I had of this show is that the parent dynamic didn't feel believable at the time, right? Like, it yeah, didn't right. feel like it was written I, by parents. So it, it is yeah, I, I that think, later episodes... Yeah, it, well, you, you don't...
0: Re- they don't really settle into, like, the parent stuff until, like, maybe episode three or something. Sure. But, like, you know, so that part's a lot of fun. I actually like the main guys now at this point like other than the fact that i don't understand why they're so insistent on being hitmen, but they're kind of like they've settled into where like the blonde guy is like the actual parent doing all the hard parenting things and then the other guy's like hey kid you want to watch me play fake mario kart he's the Um, cool uncle yeah so like and 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 then he's always like kind of like giving the other guy a hard time because when the other girl's like you know, I hate you, Daddy, because you made me do something responsible. But and I uh-huh. love, uh, I you love Papa Ray because green peppers me, or Yes, uh-huh, but I love yeah. Papa Ray because we get to play <clears throat> video games, and then he kind of like you know looks over and like smirks at him, like yeah. Nah, <laughs> man, that's, that's that's a foundation
1: of a toxic relationship. Yeah. If you if you if you establish to a child that one parent is the good parent and one parent is the bad parent.
0: No, but of course, of course, she have loves. Problems him. down the line. <laughs> the solution, <laughs> of course, of course, is just have two bad parents. Uh, of course, <laughs> yes, of course, she, of course, yeah. she she says, she loves her other papa too later. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, they're kind of course. like, yeah. they're kind of like joking around with each other about it, and it's very good. Um, sure. Problem so is, like, yeah. The problem <laughs> is that as as much as I liked episode six, I episode have no six, faith. Uh, yeah. I have no faith that they're consistently going to be able to pull it off. This was like a one-off, yeah, you that's... know, wacky hijinks thing that we could next week we could go, next week could be the, let's get into one of the guys' serious tragic backstories, I mean, and it's like, a bunch of stuff I don't care Agent, about.
1: Isn't Agent 47 still on the loose? Well, like The super yes, hardcore we had, hitman?
0: Yeah, we, we like, oh, the, like the little girl like bumped into him for like a second, yeah. and like nothing happened, but it was just sure. like ominous foreshadowing or whatever. Right, and so, so he, it's like yeah, we don't know what we don't know what's going on with him, and you know that's all going to come into play. And like, I, just give me the just give me the the the, the, the spy family hijinks, but with this particular show's flavor right. of it, right? I mean, because the problem
1: it, is that like Buddy Daddies feels like it has introduced enough types of plot lines that PA works is specifically predisposed to dropping the ball on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so oh, man. it's it's. It just continues to right. be up and down, and it's. It, I I think I'm still like on balance. I think I'm enjoying it, and particularly when we do get a good episode like what we got sure. with this one. I mean, but, at,
2: at the very least, it seems like it's it's more interesting than its fake spy family origins would suggest. Yeah, though, like,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it's it, as it, it, there are definitely parallels you can draw to spy family, but it's it's a completely different flavor of show i think when you get into like the the execution of it um but you know conceptually on paper yes like i said this episode was basically a spy family episode where they have to use their ridiculous hitman abilities to you know do some mundane parenting task right that's what spy family does so uh just that it it does but it does have its own unique enough personality that i like it's just i don't think we're gonna get this (laughs) Enough throughout right. the course of the rest of the show. All right, well, let's talk about another ridiculous show. Still yeah. watching this card. one for
1: some reason. Yeah.
0: Well, I, you know, in my brain, my brain would, and my my, you know, many years of analyzing anime would tell me that these two episodes were bad, but. They did also introduce several problematic waifus, so who can say really? Uh, Yeah, yeah. you you are not (laughs) immune
1: to to evil women. Counterpoint.
3: Counterpoint. She does not wear glasses and ponytail at all times, only when she's at the desk. What the hell?
0: Well, how else are we going to know that she transformed? (sighs) She's got to take the glasses off. Her boobs grow like five sizes.
3: Yeah, that, was, that, that was ridiculous. I, that even
2: was... Have a, I even have a camera shot specifically so
1: that we note that. Yeah, so, so like, we did oh, have... So audacious, yeah, so We I cannot help a laugh, right? Yes, I mean, that so... is like one of those things where it's like, because, you know, the magical lipstick and the hair getting more wild are, like, things we almost accept as part and parcel of the, like, implied physical transformation when somebody's personality shifts. Uh-huh. But to have her actual bus size expand as a result of going sicko mode is, like, and then she
0: Comical. chops a helicopter in half. Um, yes.
1: Anyways, we're talking about Wendy Sato, right? Another yeah. member of High Card. Hi Card. It's it's, it's her t- it's her episode this week, um yeah. or last week, I guess. And let, let's be real, guys. Like, is Wendy just chained, but not as good?
3: Yeah, she wishes. Who she she is was good, chain. As good as trained? <laughs> like, is
1: anyone as good as Chain Sumeragi? Probably not, but like.
0: Yes, shout out to Blood Blockade Battlefront for people who don't yeah, know. Yeah, because
1: it like, it's yes. it's the whole thing, right? Of like, she. I mean, they you know, should
2: by now. We shout that show out every single
1: four times. <laughs> it's a good show! So and good. I'll say it, yeah, And yeah. guess what? There's another Night Owl work on this list, so I'll bring it oh, up again. Goodness. But, um. Yeah, you know, so they introduce this character as ah, uh, you know, at work she's the prim and proper one, but when she goes home, she drinks herself into a stupor because she's under so much stress, the burden of living under capitalism is just too great to handle. <laughs> she also seems to do
2: most of the secretary stuff, which you know, not fantastic. Mm. Women, so yeah. I
1: think I, so. Okay, this yeah. is this is not me trying to be generous, but my generous interpretation of Wendy's role in the group is. For better or worse, she's Purple Haze, right? Like, in the sense that her ability is to powerful. What, pioneering powerful? 70s just, British rock band? All right, all right. I meant Purple Haze as oh, in JoJo's the Jojo's Bizarre JoJo- Adventure. Yes, Jojo's... The JoJo You're really going to have five. to
2: remind me which one that is.
1: Uh, the one with the poison fists. It shows up mm.
3: in part five, and he's... Ch- his power can do, like what eat away at any material and so they write him out of the story pretty quick because he's too, because dang he's too strong. strong. I mean that
2: Araki, sounds like a JoJo stat.
1: Yes. Araki realized he gave a, a member of the cast way too powerful of an ability and had to write him out. Anyways, that this is how I interpret Wendy where intentionally or not they have given her a power set that unlike the other power you know I know I've talked at length about, like, how one writes power sets into fiction and, like, how that, like, will affect how a character can, like, perform and interact with the narrative. And it seems like they have intentionally (laughs) given Wendy a very powerful but also very indiscriminate ability, which means that, like, that is the classic case of appears two or three times a season and that's it, if that makes sense.
0: Right. You yeah. pull out the Hulk when you need it, right? It's exactly. A... The Hulk. The Hulk is a great mm. example of this,
1: yeah. and so that's kind of where we ended with Wendy, where we find out that her high card, which is named Love and Peace, yes. by the way,
3: the Ace of Spades,
1: Love and Peace. Yes. <laughs> um, I really
3: thought
2: they'd save the Ace of Spades for like the big bad or something. I know, like right? That, it's kind of a weird. Choice what if he's
1: the,
3: like? What if he's the Joker?
1: Like... Oh my God, that's
3: I totally mean, the Joker is
2: the Joker counted in a fifty-two card set?
3: No. But that's no. why that's why when the big he bad he's got them, yeah. the, sure, the Joker, yeah. exactly. everyone will be like, "Oh shit!" We Or 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 he might have. Like I said, he might have the King of Hearts because he's voiced by Duman Kashi. Ugh. Right? Uh, yes. Uh,
2: yes. I mean, anyway, like I, I get making her an Ace because the whole point is like she's like the Ace in the
1: hole, right? Right. But... <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's like it's a tough thing of like, okay. <laughs> Yes, the individual moment to moments is like of this episode is like not amazing, right? It's like the show is kind of unfortunately settled into. I feel like we are beginning to now better understand what the baseline of this show is, and mm. it is probably it's not, not as wild as we want it to be. Yes, exactly, and I think in many ways Wendy's episode is kind of emblematic of this. Of like, we reveal another high card, and it's just sicko mode katana. Right, it's it's.
0: We had we had gun. Like, now we have. We sword. really
1: peeked at the marbles. The marbles are as good as it got. This right, like I, I will point out as well
2: that um, marble dude comes back in the second of these two episodes, yes. and he's he's wearing a suit that looks like somebody dumped a pan of a can of paint on top of him. <laughs> I,
1: don't under, I don't understand what is going on with that suit. It doesn't. I mean, like.
2: Again, it looks like somebody just dumped a yeah. p- can of paint on top of him. Um, I will t- say that the uh, the composition of that quirky mini boss squad, which is revealed in the final seconds of the second episode, yeah. is Fortnite, was highly promising. Yeah.
0: Since
2: they all look know. like completely insane people
1: i mean yeah as ero and i noticed one of them literally looks like the lumberjack that tries to kill, kill goemon in the uh, <laughs> OVA. uh but uh yeah i guess th- th- like i don't know it's a tough thing of like i i i just wish this show was a little fucking crazier you know yeah like even yeah. when Wendy's in sicko mode and like gleefully slashing up chris it's like yeah, I guess this is a. I mean, I don't know. Like, she's a she's an evil, psychotic murderer, which is pretty hot. But like, it, yeah, I, I think it's... part of the part of the problem
2: as well is like exemplified by the um by the second of these two episodes, which mostly focuses on plucky rookie cop who looks like a twelve year old right. boy, yes. um being exposed to the world of high card and like. She's shocked by how crazy and violent everything is, and that's kind of not what I want. I want everybody to be so crazy that, like, the baseline craziness yeah, they're, they're is... They're dipping to...
0: Uh, so, like, in the second episode, they're dipping to, like, procedural crime drama is not, uh, not, not feeling great. that one.
1: Well, it's not good <laughs> because it's also, like, not even... it's not Because here's the thing. Sometimes a show can get away with dipping into a different genre for an episode and pulling it off, right? right. But, like, yeah. the issue is that this isn't even, like, good police procedural. Like, the moment they introduce like, the glasses cop, and the moment that, like, girl cop is like, don't worry, I'll make sure that if you spill the beans on your boss, that you get witness protection. And it's, like, the most, like, willfully naive police procedural I've ever
2: seen in my life. I literally said the moment she said that, I was like, oh, he's dead. Um, Yeah, he's dead, dead." right? Also, like, like, that. just to, like, glom onto this, like, that that um that episode also features like an element of like sa- like sadistic violence which feels very out of keeping with like the generally bonkers tone of everything else like where the dude like slowly kills the guy by turning his head <clears throat> back to front like it it's kind of exploitative in a way that doesn't really fit into the. Like super camp atmosphere of everything else. Like, yeah. right? like if he had just made that guy explode, like that would have been way more violent and because, much funnier. I mean, right,
3: he's—I wasn't too upset with that because he is just like wacky. I'm comically evil mafia don guy, right? Right.
1: I, I actually don't have an issue with how that dude was killed. It's probably more like. Because here's the thing, right? Like we already had Marble Guy in episode one, who was killing people in an incredibly like, okay, violent and over-the-top it, way. It's it's and- not it's
2: not the violence that bothers me. It's just the tone of that. Like I said, if that like if you put a bomb in that dude's mouth and his head explodes in like a shower of red, that's much more in keeping with the tone, even though it's way more violent. Because it is like gory and lurid and like this just felt kind of like grim and exploitative in a way, and I think that was the point. I think the point they were trying to make was, look how dangerous this guy is. But it, it's kind of out of lockstep with everything else about the show.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. That's necessarily my problem with how the show is proceeding. But I, I do think it is probably plays a part in the general like issue of. I don't know. I, th- I think this show just yeah. It, it, I, I just you know it has like the makings to be a pretty wild like i don't know man like i feel like in a perfect world all right in a perfect world <laughs> do you know what high card would have a lot more of i mean jojo's a, bizarre adventure is the answer no no about. see that's the obvious yes we we've said that a bit a million times i think high card needs more id invaded energy <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah all right do, do you get
1: do you get where Doubt. i'm going with this <laughs> Out where it's where it's
3: like <clears throat> it it is over serious, right? It, yes. So that it loops back to being ridiculous,
1: right? <clears throat> the dude who killed the main character's daughter was called the Challenger because he would challenge all of his victims to a bare knuckled fist fight to the death, including an eleven year old girl.
3: <laughs> uh. Invaded it was wild. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, that's what we need more of in High Card is like that commitment right. to just. It's, it's, I mean,
2: look, I, I think what we all agree on is that the show needs to be even crazier than it is. Right. Yes. Because, like, it it's like maybe seven tenths of the way there, but seven tenths is pretty entertaining, but ultimately not yeah. cutting it, yet, right?
3: It is funny. So, to, I, I, go ahead, Joe.
0: Yeah. No, go ahead, Iroh. I'll let you finish before I get into my it, thing.
3: It has been funny to. St- it's been fun to see, uh, like, some reactions to the show that are like, "It's so crazy and fun," and <laughs> while we are all like, "No, it's not. A, it's not enough." <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've become oh. desensitized. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, look, like
2: Iroh and I just watched the episode where they reveal the source of weather reports' powers in JoJo, and <laughs> now like it's like. You know, it's like somebody shot me full of cocaine and now I don't feel anything unless people are, like, shooting me full of the most violent bullshit
0: imaginable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, something I learned about the show since last time... Oh, yeah? Right? Yeah, apparently it is written by the guy who wrote Kakagurui, which makes Hmm. it even more surprising that they are pretty tame with their, uh, you know... This guy wrote the show that gave us things like Death Macaroon. Um, <laughs> and we're not getting anything near that level of absurdity in this, which is, which is strange to me.
2: I mean, I I kind of wonder if that is they are trying to make something that of on sort of market, right? And, yeah, I, I don't. For... I'm not
0: like I'm not like super clear how much involvement he has as far as or creative power he had but it does say i mean if you look up wikipedia it's like it's they created by you know kawamoto who's the author so i i maybe he maybe he's like doing the general creative direction but not the details i don't know but i feel like you know the his other his other notable series has some pretty wild stuff happening yeah and uh, we're not getting that here. Um, I
2: I definitely think that could be like the serving multiple masters thing. Like, like even though it is not the primary audience. Like when we first saw this show, we initially thought it was going to be like a pretty boys like Fujoshi. Oh, and I show,
0: still right, I think right? I still think that that's the primary right absolutely, of that, the show. Yeah, yeah.
2: That, that is still like a significant peripheral demographic, right? So I wonder if that is causing them to temper. Um. Perhaps some of the more extreme parts of Kakagaru like there's no like yeah, but, giving like, yourself orgasms with pistols here, for example, and uh, stuff.
0: Yeah, but there's also Kakagaru doesn't have people getting their head twisted off. Like, I mean, it's I don't know if the the there's anything that would be that much worse in Kakakurui than I
2: I mean, here, I, but. I I think that it is much more acceptable to show somebody getting their head twisted off than some of the stuff that's in Kakagarui. And I don't think that's right. But I'm I think that's how media classification
0: works, right? Yeah. So it, I, I yeah I don't I don't know. I, it's probably more cooks in the kitchen on this one, is what I'm. Oh thinking, yeah, absolutely. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. It's well, just it's we're, all,
1: we're also halfway through this one, so I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is it I too have... late to get off the train? I. I
2: cannot see how they can wrap this show in like another five or six episodes like either this is like setting itself up for multiple seasons or it's more than one one I I don't know I
0: think I think we'll probably we we still got the main guys backstory or whatever to get to right he
3: has amnesia
0: Yes, he has oh amnesia. Right. The, the, they could probably wrap the, that up in <clears throat> six episodes, and no one will care. I mean, it's yeah. I, I don't. I have my expectations are so low for this show yeah. at this point. Like, I'm just really, kind of. Yeah.
2: It still has its moments. Like, I don't. I don't want to make this feel like we are completely on a bummer with this show. I think that they, this show definitely still has yeah. moments of entertaining absurdity. It's just kind of feels like it's being held back.
3: Yeah. yeah. We truly we truly do miss Blood Blocade Battlefront. <laughs> I, will, sure I, do, I will continue own... to invoke its name because we we sure do, you know, <laughs> miss. it is it is the gold standard to me now of like we're we are a squad of superpowered assholes, uh right? And mm-hmm. we're do, doing stuff and it doesn't matter what that stuff is because we're all just hanging out.
0: Right. Right. And that's true, like you want to just hang out with those characters. Yes, they on can screen. do an
3: episode about getting lunch and it's like an, an incredibly good episode.
1: Yeah. Indeed, Era. And, we sure do miss the Yasuhiro Night masterpiece, Blood Blockade
0: Battlefront. Uh-huh. Yeah. Speaking of sure do. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's as good as a transition as we're ever gonna get to Stampede. Uh, Trigun Stampede. And
3: and uh, Stampede. You know what? interesting stuff. I'm learning yeah. I'm learning things about Trigun that I never knew.
0: Yeah, why, why don't you guys say how you feel about it before I get into my thing? But how, what did you think of the latest? Right. as episode. as someone who's
3: not read the manga and has only watched the old anime, etc., it's mo- it feels like it's moving too fast because we introduce Wolfwood basically, and he, we do some stuff with Wolfwood, and then we jump into Wolfwood's dark backstory basically immediately, right?
1: It's very yep. fast,
3: or like not was is it this. Same episode? Is is it literally no, okay. the episode afterward?
1: It, okay. So no, it, it is okay. So they introduce Wolfwood, right? Yeah. So they introduce Wolfwood. I think We talked. I think he's been around for two At the last episodes, podcast, yeah. the okay. two episodes from the, that we're talking about this week is the introduction of three, three episodes. Okay. Three now. Yes. Yeah. The first it, of the two we watched this week is the introduction of Modev the Gale, another member hmm. of the Gung Ho Guns. Right. 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 And then this time, we're introduced to um, Crybaby Livio, who is also a, well, uh, nominal member of the Gung-Ho Guns, and uh, uh, tied directly to Wolfwood's backstory.
3: Right, so that sort of thing is like, when I think of Trigun, when I I close my eyes and call up my old memories of Trigun, uh, Wolfwood's like a major character, and not necessarily part of the core squad, but... On, maybe only one step removed. Like he's he's around. He's a major character for for a while. Yes. So to have him show up episode four is fine, and but to have his deep dramatic backstory, like what seems to be the, the like core driving force of his character, has to, like start happening in episode six and right. like
1: six and seven. It feels way too early. I mean, but, even for me, it's it's really wild to me that we. I mean. We introduce him in episode uh, four. In episode five, we are already having the like dramatic, like right, exactly. ideological clash between Vash and Wolfwood. Yeah, and then in yeah. six, we jump to the backstory, and it's right. I think I was saying like,
3: assuming this is a twelve episode show, like this feels like episode ten territory. Yeah, Uh, you know, in terms of how far I would expect us to be along. Right. I mean,
1: mean, the analogy I gave is, like, if in the hypothetical world where there's a Trigun Brotherhood anime that's, like, 50 episodes, (laughs) what we see of Wolfwood in episode 6 would not show up until, like, I don't know, episode 40 or something.
2: I I mean, like, the only assumption I could make, really, is that Maybe they are trying to get as much of Wolfwood's plot out of the way as possible, so that they can effectively uh, spoilers for anybody who doesn't want to hear kill him off early, so that they can focus more on the like Vash and knives stuff, which comes afterwards. Um, Maybe it's and and like I I'm not going to say whether that's a good or a bad idea, but certainly the show seems much more focused on the Vash knives like relationship and yeah. and it makes sense perhaps that they would perhaps want to push aside a few other characters to make more room for that right. i'm just not entirely sure that you should do it to wolfwood who is like historically one of the most popular characters in the entire and thing
1: and i would also go as far as say that like wolfwood is not a character you can necessarily push to the side because You know, as a thing I kind of got into in the prior podcast, in many ways, like, like, Vash's physical nemesis is Knives, but Vash's, like, ideological nemesis is, like, a combination of Legato Blue Summers and Wolfwood. And, like...
2: I mean, again, I I do not claim that it's a good idea. It's just a suggestion as what they may be doing.
1: And, And this is why I almost arrived at the conclusion that, like... I don't know if Trigun Stampede is actually meant to be like a Trigun for the new generation or a Trigun to bring in new fans because so much of its storytelling at least to me almost feels like Stampede assumes you're already a fan of Trigun and that you know these plot beats and that and that you you the viewer have the emotional investment in Wolfwood already to get hit with the story <laughs> reveals. Because if you are only a, if, if, if Trigun Stampede is the first Trigun you've ever watched why does it really matter to you that Wolfwood is actually a traumatized child
0: soldier? Right? Like, Gee, you're seeing this up for me, but yes. Uh... <laughs> by all
1: means, Gel, like, like, you go. <laughs>
0: yeah, you, no, you're as the one who has no almost no context for the show you're exactly right. I didn't care. I'm like we did not have any time to develop any of this, was, right? I, and I, I think with both episodes, it felt like, you know, if we're t- if, if with no prior knowledge, it was just like I feel like the they were like begging me to please have an emotional experience. It was like, cry, damn it! And I'm like, uh, I I don't <laughs> know what's I don't know who these people are. I just met this guy like an episode right. ago, and um, I think part of it too was just like. The ongoing thing that's bothering me, like with the presentation of like how like serious and dramatic everything is, like you you know this is a small thing that's bugging me. I kind of mentioned it last time, but like even just like their choice of, um, music and audio, yeah, um, the the mood that that sets, and you know we dunk we dunk on the op every single episode, but. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> It sets the tone for the rest of the sort of like, it's you like, know, atmospheric piano and strings, you know, Netflix prestige yeah, series it's... background. music, it, But, but I, you know, I bring that up as a small thing, but it's kind of like the, the kind of a, a symptom of the bigger problem of like, they're trying to make this big, dramatic, emotionally powerful thing with no groundwork for it. Like we're, yeah. we're in, and you know, somebody right. who doesn't know these characters, I'm like, I, I don't... Okay, that sucks. Sucks for him, but, like, I, I do Yeah, I mean, ha- have they just gotten too high
2: on their own supply and they just assume that everybody knows these iconic, quote-unquote, characters? Because...
1: Maybe. That's kind of my fear. I, I, right, I mean, but, latest, like, Trigun latest... was
2: never that famous, you know? And, like, and it, it's like...
3: Especially,
2: especially in, in Japan. In,
1: in
3: the West, I mean, among... People not like us uh, among anime normies, Trigun hold a, a lot of cachet. Yeah,
0: yeah, for a certain generation, I think, right? But I, so, um, people like fans who are our age, perhaps. Sure. But, right.
3: I mean, I don't like, know. I was hey. when when it was starting, I, I posted yeah. Yeah. when it was starting, yeah. I posted about it in like chat in places where people do not watch live anime, and a lot of people were coming out of the woodwork and saying, "Oh, I love Trigun."
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. So. This is, this is, I, I, I'm caught in a really weird position with this because, like, I to, to, to kind of echo what you were saying, Jill, this is a very dour take on Trigun, actually. Like, Vash was quite, yeah, goofy it's real, in episode one, but it's been all serious
0: since, then. yeah, Vash like, has been ver- mis- just a sad boy. Sad, like, sad here's... boy. <laughs> I mean, it, that's episodes.
1: super
2: disappointing because that was the thing I was worried about. He is like. having
0: no fun. It, no, yeah, he is has is not no fun for Vash. In, <laughs> He has not smiled in in three episodes. Right, uh, and,
3: right, and like that worked in the old show when, like, it took a while to for it to for it. the situation to deteriorate enough. Right, where, right, When we were, right. like,
2: 22 episodes in or <laughs> yeah. something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: right? Like, when you have 12 episodes of Goofy Vash, and then he becomes serious, that's how you understand that, oh, that was a mask, right? That was a facade. To open yeah. up with Goofy Vash, I mean, uh, with Sad Vash, so so rapidly, you, you kind of, you don't really get the impression that, like... That he has yeah, to any me, of that levity in him. Right, and... to me,
0: it just seems like he's a sad guy. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what it, that's the impression <laughs> which, I'm getting. Which
2: is a problem because, like, if you take away the goofy side of his personality, like, Vash becomes dangerously generic, almost. Yeah, kind of. Know? Like, like, like he's just He's just kind of another, like, tortured long-coat killer yeah. out of the old <laughs> West. <laughs> allow, allow, me to, to, like... allow me
3: to make a, a facetious counterpoint, which is that sure. people love that shit.
1: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But, okay, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is, like, where it gets weird, right? Is because Sad Vash makes a lot of sense in the context of Trigun as a completed work, right? If you think of Trigun as, like, Mm -hmm. the work that Naito completed over the course of his, like, decades-long career. It's the sad clown thing, right? And And the thing is that I would argue Naito arguably puts in the work to earn it. Right, yeah. Like it's, it's not, a long, it's a fact, long series. There's time. I would take. I, I would take back what I said about it being a facade. It is not that Vash is faking it. Vash is a goofy dude. He he wants to smile. He wants to laugh and have fun. What's tragic is that he can't because of how just yeah.
2: tragic everything <laughs> like, around him is. That's a sad. Cl- that's a sad clown thing. Right? He's sad yeah. on the inside, but he paints a smile on and does what he can to. Help to make right. other people smile and, and as well. I would
1: I would argue the clown is as much of his personality as right. anything else. And right. I feel like I feel like Stampede, because it's only 12 episodes, right? Because it's going to have to be such a truncated um narrative. Mm. Yeah, it just feels like the show expects you to already know that Vash used to be a goofy guy, so that we can jump right into him being sad and depressed and introspective. But if you don't have that backing if you don't have that context for the character i, I don't know it doesn't really land in stamp right yeah. yeah and like um even the
3: wolfwood stuff i mean it, it's the same and even i who like would actually in in a better context would have been like oh about the wolfwood stuff i was just like it's moving too fast and now i'm like oh That's that okay. That that's what it is. Oh, okay.
1: Like it it sucks because like, you know, I guess we're gonna spoil the episode, right? But the reveal is is that like Wolfwood is basically like an accelerated child soldier, right? He was taken from the orphanage by, you know, the the vague, ominous church of the Trigun world, right? And like genetically experimented upon Mm -hmm. to become the Nicholas D. Wolfwood that we know. And Thus, you find out that oh like wolfwood is like at most like 15 or 16 years old like he is
3: right when we can play that up as a foil to vash who is like eternally young due to his powers and then wolfwood is here who is prematurely old
1: yeah and like it kind of it adds a kind of sad angle to wolfwood's pragmatism right like how fucking hard of a life Do you have to have at the age of 15 to still be as deeply bitter and broken as Wolfwood? And that's stuff that really hits with.
2: Counterpoint every 15 year old thinks they're that broken and And, bitter.
1: That's the thing. (laughs) That's what makes it really work, right? Is like because Wolfwood's pragmatism throughout so much of the show, the original anime and manga is portrayed as, you know, hard lived pragmatism, right? Like. And then you you find out it's edgy teen, like. Yeah. Well, it is yeah. edgy, but also he is a legitimately broken child. He hurts on the inside. It, 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 it is and-
3: it is the combination of, it is both edgy teen and, like, he's not necessarily wrong in this context of right. what the like, world
1: is. Like, he, he is a child who is, like, known nothing but suffering throughout most of his life. And so, of course, he reacts to Vash the way he does. And that shit hits when you've known the dude for, like, 20 episodes or, like... Right. 14 volumes and then that shit comes out in volume 15 <laughs>
0: you know? when it's episode five uh yeah. not so much uh no, yeah man. yeah i mean that's the thing like i mean watching it like i intellectually understand that like <laughs> yeah that, that's that's clear right, that's like, sort of the thing. It, right. it's a pretty simple plot but like, like oh
3: that makes sense emotionally or... though and then and not... then i'm like well I don't, yeah. have, and,
1: and so, yeah, I don't feel and anything. I, th- I, th- I think at the core of it, that is the issue with Stampede, is that I think moment to moment, it does actually understand what Trigun is about, right? Like, even, you know, we kind of skipped over like the mode of the Gale stuff, right? Where it's like, it's the big skull face, like
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. poking,
1: like behemoth <laughs> guy who chases after Vash, and like, of course the reveal is that, oh, this is a child that Vash knew 20 years ago who he promised to save but failed to do so, and it's kind of meant to be another case of like Vash is constant, like, Vash's eternal life means he is constantly forced to confront his failures. his inability Let all to my sins everyone. be remembered. Exactly, right? And that is that is core to the Trigun story. I mean, that's so many storylines in Trigun are basically what sad, fucked up person is Vash meeting this week, who is like, you know, the unintentional consequences of actions he made 20, 30 years ago, right? And so it's like, I think... Yeah, academically, Stampede understands that ah, these are the big themes of Trigun, but in the moment to moment, it doesn't work because. I There's mean, this is why time. we always talk about how important you know quote unquote you know, quote unquote filler is, right? Filler is yeah. good because it creates texture, it creates a a a a a, uh, a felt sense of the passage of time for you and the characters and. It's, it's why
3: it's why if, if you'll let me rewind a second, like by the, all means, the ending credits of High Card are doing a lot of heavy lifting for <laughs> yes, <more laughs> enjoy, like any enjoyment we have of that show. When the show itself is not showing
0: any of that, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
3: and like filler episodes allow you to ha-
1: have that in the show. Did
0: the whole
3: like-
1: blood blockade Battlefront need to find lunch? Narratively, yes. You know, <laughs> but yes. In our absolutely, parts, absolutely, it. yeah,
0: yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like you got to make me care first, so that when you take, so like when you try to threaten or take away the thing that I like, then I feel the emotional connection yeah. to like, it, right? Like, like and, I'm trying to think,
1: like, and like, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is a weird. This is not that weird of a tangent. This is just a quick example. I think in the Trigun manga, after Wolfwood and Vash have a big ideological argument about, like, you shouldn't have killed that person, I could have saved them, you're, you're naive, blah blah blah, all that stuff that, you know, we've already seen in the anime. Mm-hmm. I think in, like, the chapter immediately after that, Vash and Wolfwood are, like, walking through the desert dying of thirst. Right. And like Together. they're like, yeah. and and they are dried out like goofy anime like mummy people,
3: right, right. And right. then
1: Meryl and Millie drive by in a truck, like mm-hmm. just like ch- chugging a huge bottle of water, <laughs> and then purposely letting some of it spill off the side into their faces before right. driving off ahead of them.
0: Mm-hmm. And like that happens
1: one kind of chapter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I just yeah, it's just it's such a shame we are not gonna get moments like that in Stampede, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is the problem they just don't have time? Like is that the main the big I, I mean is. I probably it's have other problems. That seems to be the biggest I would
3: say. You know, so. I still
0: I've I'm still not wild about the like overly prestigious cinematic presentation, but like I think the biggest thing probably is the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I wish they thing I I had just... gotten
1: twenty four episodes or something.
0: Maybe we should just go watch the old anime or something. I don't know. we
1: but... just read the manga. The, manga's great, the manga is great,
0: guys. <laughs>
2: yeah. The old anime is rough, but it has something spare.
0: Yeah. It has a different. I think the, the, for me, probably the '90s charm would be doing a lot of heavy lifting for me if I went <laughs> back and watched that right now. But sure, yes. but
2: I I think that that charm might lift it enough for you
1: to enjoy it. Right. The manga's right there, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's finished. He completed it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll continue to see. We still have Iroh's, uh like prologue theory floating out there. Oh, or different, yes, that's uh, true. That. Hmm. Different Enjoying. dimensional, um, different pr- prologue dimension or whatever theory, which we talked about two episodes ago. So, you know, this could just be alternate universe take. I don't know, but non-zero. We'll see. uh we'll see all right well that's gonna do it for this episode then uh we'll wrap things up with our usual housekeeping you can check us out at theglorioblog.com. you can follow us on twitter at the glorioblog you can and on co-host at glorio you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play spotify amazon music podbean stitcher and of course YouTube. Where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that notification bell, leave us a comment, tell us we're wrong—I don't know. Uh, More likely, yeah. tell us that we're right, or tell us that we're right because <laughs> we are, of course, we are. So. on us! Yeah, and uh, you know, tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll catch you right next time.